to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Today's guest is online coach and a nutrition expert, athlete who helps women become confident in their mind and body. Being a woman, she had no self-esteem and no confidence, and now she teaches her clients methods she used to build that confidence, while educating them on nutrition according to their body. With the personalized workouts aligned with their level and goals, please welcome Unstoppable Nettie Nonstop. Nettie, I have known you from Instagram. So can you tell me about yourself, like how you started your fitness, like what changed you to be in the fitness or to be a health coach? You know, from my childhood, I was always very active. My family was very active. Um, My family had a, a reputation in the town I grew up in of being the family that hurdled. We were all sprinters and did, did hurdles and um did did, you know, running all growing up. And then, you know, in college, I, I did some coaching, you know, sports coaching, and I, I competed with soccer and rugby. And then that potentially like it just perpetuated slowly over time. Um, I would help women in the gym with their lifting or their running. And I eventually got into marathons and, um, eventually created a women's health group where I, it was created with the intent of helping women with their running because I was doing marathons at the time. And so, uh, that was the intent, but it, it ended up turning into like a, a wellness group, you know, in short. And then from there, I got my, I went to school, got my dietetics degree. Um, I thought that I wanted to specialize in sports nutrition and, you know, work with professional athletes. And then I became really interested in other avenues of dietetics, but I felt like if I became a licensed dietitian, I would be my, my scope of who I could help would be much more narrow. And so instead of going and sitting for the exam and doing all, all the logistical parts, I decided to take what I knew and my experiences and help more people and become a coach. So perfect. I know I could go into more detail, but you know, in short, that's how I, <laughs> that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> so do you do this full time or this is your part time? This is full time. This is what this is I do. Time. So what's your, what's your daily schedule as a full-time PT or health coach, let's say? Like, so you wake up in the morning. What do you do for yourself in the first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning, you know, it really depends on the season. You know, right now we're at least over here in California, it's, it's winter. So it's, it's a little more chilly in the morning. But right now when I wake up, the first hour of my morning is very mindset focused. So I get up. I, I like to start my day with a lot of fluids like water, tea, I'm a yep. big tea drinker. And then I, I meditate. I do a meditation and I like to pull out my foam roller and roll out my muscles. And that is kind of like a, 
a way to wake up my body. I think a lot yeah. of people like to wake up with coffee or an energy drink. Um, I prefer to wake up with like, I guess nah, you could perfect. call it pain. I, I don't know if you would call it painful, <laughs> but sometimes foam rolling can be kind of painful. Um, but that helps wake me up. And I, I actually, right now I've been really loving um, just pulling up on YouTube motivational speeches and I just like listen to motivational things while I wake up, get my, my mindset where I want it for the day, um, get focused. And then I, you know, I get ready for the day and I, you know, depending on the day, I'll do my workout in the morning I'll, or I'll do it later when it's a little warmer, but I, you know, do the emails, the respond to DMs, check in with my clients, um, and do all the back end business stuff. But, you know, I, I first and foremost, I think as a human being and also as a coach, making sure that your mind is, is in the right place before you start your day. That's it, always it's my a, it's a perfect one. way to start your day. Any day, it's a perfect way, you know, wake up, like spend one hour on yourself. It's, that's a good start. With, with your clients, or I would say your trainees, do you have like specific uh, age group or you just go from, you know, 18 to 60 or something like this? Yeah, I, I prefer, you know, my, my ideal client that I work with is, you know, 25 to 35. But then I also have created a program specifically for women who are, at that menopause age group. So closer to 50 to 60. Um, so that is, you know, I, I started out working with both men and women and I still do, but I mostly work with women now. And yeah. that, that menopause program was inspired by my mom actually. Mm, so I, I created that with my mom in mind, you know, that kind of empty nester woman trying to find herself again and, and take care of her health. So, yeah, it's it's a it's little really bit of you know, yep. a younger group, but then some older group. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a nutrition guide for them? Like if if someone's losing or gaining weight, like I'm sure like most of the people come for losing weight. They don't like hardly come for gaining any nutrition guide because you said you're doing this dietitian yourself. So can you like can you refer the guidance to them or do you give them just a like a information sort of thing? Yeah. So my approach to giving my, my clients nutrition guidance, I think is, is not super traditional. I'm not a, a macros focused coach. I'm not, you know, mm. this is exactly what you should be eating. This is exactly how much you should be eating. And most of my clients, you know, I'm not a weight loss focused coach. Um, although yeah. some people do come to me with that goal. I, I do work primarily with people who want to put on muscle. Um, there are a lot of people who want to gain weight. There are people that struggle to put on weight and put on muscle. And, you know, there's kind of a spectrum of people who want to lose weight. And I know that's what we hear of most of the time, but then there's also a spectrum of people that are skinny and are insecure in that. Um, so. Mm. For people, for everybody, no matter what their goals are, I, I focus very heavily on education because dietetics is very, you know, it is very education based, educating them about their body and about 
carbs, proteins, and fats and how to fuel their body type because every body type needs to eat a little differently. And a lot of us are not eating properly for our body type. And so we're struggling. We're struggling with our weight. And yes. our, our muscle gain. Yeah, so. knowledge is very important when you're eating something and you're trying to achieve some goal, and you're not achieving it. It just uh, it all depends what you're eating. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. That's that's really good. If someone is like really really busy, they don't have time to do exercises. What's the shortest way to do for them to do exercises? Like suppose someone's got you know nine to five job, but they got travel for two hours travel up and down, so they'd be leaving home seven, so getting up five o'clock, just getting ready. They don't have time. So what's the um, minimum time frame would you give them through exercise and what sort of exercises would you um, tell them to do? Yeah, I think this is a statement we hear a lot. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. But what that really says is this is not a priority in my life. Because if something is a priority to you, you make the time for it. Exactly. you know, I think we've all been in that situation where we have a long commute. We are stuck somewhere else other than our home for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And then we go home and we're yep. exhausted. Um, you know, and the last thing we want to do is put on our shoes and go push weight or run or yep. eat well. But mm. it comes down to the ritual that you have put in place for your life and what is a priority to you. And that takes time. That takes time because most people, they come home and they turn on the TV. Well, if, if you have time to watch TV, you have time to do an exercise. And I think we kind of have the miss, you know, you know, the idea that a workout has to be 45 an hour, an hour and a mm. half, two hours long, but it doesn't, it can be, you can get a really good workout in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yep. Yep. Intensity. So, you know, I think it comes down <laughs> to priority and your intensity. Yes. Yep. That's good. That's kind of the tough love side of it. It is. <laughs> I have many people, they have many excuses. Oh, I don't have time for this, but they spend two hours on Netflix, but that doesn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, with the supplements, would you would you um, give um, advice for supplements or not? Just natural? Yeah, I mean, everybody is a little different. And, you know, one thing that I recommend for everybody, regardless of what their goals are or what they're eating or how active they are, is to take a multivitamin and yeah. a an omega of some sort of fish oil that's a pretty common one um and then some sort of protein powder so yeah. those are kind of the big ones that i recommend and then depending on where somebody lives you know climate has a huge role in what your body needs you know someone that lives in a place like Seattle, um, I would recommend, you know, some more vitamin D because <laughs> they don't get very much of that. It's very rainy. Yeah. So climate has a huge role in that of what I, I recommend. But generally, regardless of age and all of that, I, I recommend both a vitamin, protein powder, and some sort of omega. Okay. Has anyone ever said to you that protein is not good for your body? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I've heard so many things with regards to protein. Um, you know, I get, I actually get messages about protein powder quite a bit. I get messages all the time. Hey, Nettie, I'm looking for a dairy free protein. Hey, I'm looking for a whey protein. Hey, I'm looking for one that tastes better. Mm. Um, what I would say about protein powder is, you know, some people's bodies respond better to whey. Um, I personally can't do dairy. I'm lactose intolerant. So I think that's why a lot of okay. people contact me about dairy free options because that's all I can mm-hmm. have. But yep. people have the misconception and it's, it's not their fault. It's what's been marketed to us. The misconception that a protein powder should be a treat, that it should be delicious. Yep. It should be cookies and cream. Yep. It should basically be like a milkshake <laughs> or a Starbucks coffee, yep. you know? <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's so not how it is. Um, I tell people if your protein powder tastes like a milkshake, you need a new protein powder Yep. <laughs> because you're not drinking it for the flavor. You're drinking it for the benefits. So that's yes. what I would recommend. If that it's too exactly sweet, right. get something different. <laughs> so the, the thing is, I was going to ask like the foods and drinks to avoid when someone's losing weight, because, you know, people have sodas people have you know wine scotch whiskey anything with the food and they just have to have it every day with every meal or any meal so i think in general um everything in moderation i mean there i wouldn't say there's like there's one specific food or drink to avoid i think that there is no bad food But what makes it bad is how much you're having and how frequently you're having it. So, I mean, I personally like, I love a glass of whiskey every once in a while, or, you know, it's, it's it's in moderation. It's not something I have like every day, but every once Mm. in a while, it's great um, to have something like that, that you like. And I think that that's, something around food that we kind of create this perfectionist idealism around food that if we are not eating perfectly, if we're not, um, you know, everything's not in alignment with our goals that we're doing a bad job and that's not farther from the truth. But ultimately I think of foods or drinks to limit in order to maintain your weight, to maintain your physique, um, to maintain your health would be, you know, yep. limit, limit your, your pop, your, your sweetened carbonated drinks. Um, you know, they've come out with sweetened carbonated drinks without any added dyes or sweeteners to them, yep. which is great. Mm. So that's kind of been a crutch for a lot of people that are hooked on like Coke or Dr. Pepper or Pepsi, all those drinks. Um, but yep. those drinks can become very, you know, the, the pop can be very addicting due to mm. the sugar and the carbonation. So, and they've also linked, you know, the carbonation with the sugar and a lot of those drinks to osteoporosis. So lower bone density. So that's something that yep. I think people need to be very aware of. And, you know, mm. alcohol is a big one. Um, that is, yes. you know, if, People love their alcohol. I mean, you know, who doesn't? Yeah, so absolutely. that yeah, is absolutely. something that you, <laughs> you're like, yes, that's right there with you. Um, but it's something that you, you got to be careful 
because I mean, I've got friends that are doctors and have people come in every day and they're, they're pulling fluid off of their stomach from the excessive alcohol. And it's not just an overnight yeah. thing. It's not just they're pumping their stomach, but it's years and years and years of having those two drinks after work every night because you had a stressful day at work. Yeah. And that becomes a habit. So, and that can cost your health. So, you know, well, those does. are big ones to be very, very careful. With this, like, I don't know if you have noticed, um, with this social media, with Instagram, with Facebook, with YouTube, what do you think this fitness industry has effects? Like, is it the good effects or is it the bad effects? Do you think anything, um, have you noticed anything? Yeah, I mean, being being a coach online is a very vulnerable thing. And you interact with and see a lot of things. And we all see a lot of things. We're all on there. We're all watching all different types of people. But I think that we have to be very careful about what we take in because, you know, not everything is real. Editing yep. is very common and it's, common. it's hard to know what is real and what's not. I mean, I think yeah. it's no different than than Googling something in regards to weight loss and not knowing yes. if the article you're reading is true or not. How do you decipher mm, if exactly. it's true or not? Exactly. But I think there's such a there can be such a lack of authenticity online. And I think that we have to be very careful about what's true, you know, authentic and what's not authentic. Um, yeah. But also take things with a grain of salt sometimes because, you know, at least in my experience, there have been athletes that I myself, before I became a coach that I aspired to be like physically and I was pushing mm. my body in order to look like them. But then it came yep. out in that process that they had an eating disorder <laughs> and um. it was like, holy shit like i've been almost like <laughs> pushing myself into an eating disorder yep. trying to look like her so it can mm -hmm. be you have to be very careful with that because there are i think that there are a lot of fitness people in particular or influencers that are struggling yep. with eating disorders or disordered eating that is undiagnosed yes. so just mm. be very careful with that yeah because you know it's like I have seen a lot of difference, you know, people think uh, there could be someone, you know, having sort of supplements, you know, illegal supplements to look like something. And then the person who's looking at him online is just thinking, oh, I can look like him. So he goes for advice. He doesn't know his body is different. His body is different. So, you know, it's just not too much there. And that's the purpose of this starting this podcast to get the awareness out to the people. So what's real and what's not. Yeah. And one, one thing that I, I have my, all my clients do, I call it the declutter challenge. I have them go through who they follow and who follows them and really yeah. tune into themselves and go through each person and ask yourself, what value is this person bringing to my life? Or are they bringing up insecurities that I have? that exactly. I'm not ready to address yet um, and then unfollow them or remove them as followers. 
and replace those people that you remove with people or pages that are uplifting and bring more joy into your life and are helping you be better. So I think filtering through the content that is on your feed is really important. That's really good, um, good advice. And in these last two years due to pandemic, do you think it has like people's habits change, you know, they were waking up in the morning to go to work and when they're not, they're not going to work. So they're waking up late, just straight to bed from the desk. Yeah. What do you think has changed in this pandemic in these last two or three years or two years, I would say? I think that it's really forced people to go more internal with themselves and figure out what's important to them. Um, yeah. That and then also I think it's caused people or forced people to really come to terms with what their habits are. Because when mm. you're at home all day and you can't go anywhere, your habits yeah. come to the surface. Whether they're it good, does. bad, or ugly, you know, they, yeah. they surface. And when you're <laughs> So the normal walk happens from lounge to fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's here to there, here to there. You're not, you're not getting in the car and going anywhere. You're not interacting with people outside of whoever's in your home. And I think it's really brought up a lot of that with people. And then also they've formed a lot of habits that maybe are not helping them improve their quality yep. of life. But at the exactly. same time, I think it really, I've never seen so many people going on bike rides with their kids or taking their kids to the park or people on the trails. I think there's kind of a spectrum. Some people started doing the things that they love because they finally feel like they felt like they had the time to do it. But then there's the other yep. spectrum of people that were just like, I can just watch Netflix all day. This That's is it. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Have the feet up and then put the chips next to you and then just start the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just mindlessly eating the whole bag of chips and then you go back for yep. another one, you know, it's. That's it. So <laughs> what's the best way to find people? Like, of course, we'll put your um, Instagram link under the podcast. Any other way you want people to contact if someone wants to contact you or Instagram is the best way to do it? Yeah, Instagram, that's, I mean, I'm on Facebook as well, but that is the platform that I'm most active on is, is Instagram. Mm -hmm. So people can always yep. send me, you know, a direct message, a DM, or they can send me an email. Um, I check my Facebook, but not as often as my Instagram. So you, if you're more yep. active on Facebook, you can send me a message there as well. But email sure. or Instagram are probably the best options. Oh, thank you, Nettie. Um, it was lovely having you today on my podcast. I'm sure people will listen to you and get the knowledge from you and get some experiences from you. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.